This is Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. Wait, What? is your political recap. We'll tell you who's making news and what it means to liberals and progressives everywhere. And we'll interview the newsmakers that make it happen. So from the nation's capital, here's reporter Jimmy Zuma. And from the great state of Arizona, here's Senator Victoria Steele. Hi, I'm Jimmy Zuma, and this is another Wait What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. And I'm Victoria Steele, coming to you from Tucson, Arizona. Hi, Victoria. Hey, Jimmy. So, what are we talking about today? I I, I got to tell you, my head has been in climate change, climate strike, the youth climate strike, the elders climate strike. I've been making speeches and getting involved and creating new legislation and on the periphery, I am aware that there's this other unfolding story, and it seems to be huge, but I got to tell you, I'm not up on top of it. So why don't you tell me what we're talking about today? We have a huge story today, and this is the story about Trump using his office and uh, United States funds to try and get the country of Ukraine to... Um create a phony investigation that he can use to smear Joe Biden. So today we're going to talk about this. This is really a deepening constitutional crisis regarding Ukraine. And it's a real example of how a criminal president can operate. Uh, we're also going to tell you what's Trump's real motivation for picking this, this uh, story. It's being widely misrepresented in the press. And we're going to, to explain to you why that's true. And I'm going to tell you the smoking gun you probably haven't heard about regarding this story. All right. All right. Sounds like a lot of, lot of pieces. Um, and it seems to me just in the little do little bit that I've noticed is that this is a constantly changing story. It's, it's very fluid. Right. Well, this is like most stories where the uh, White House ref refuses to give information. Uh, it comes out piece by piece in the press. And it all started last July, last July on the 25th of July. Uh, Trump made a phone call to the new president of Ukraine. He's the guy who was elected. He's a comedian who was elected president. But a real, seems like honest, forthright, democratic-leaning guy. A real step forward for Ukraine's current attempt to become more Western and more uh, affiliated with the West versus Russia, which Russia has resisted. All right. So this guy gets elected. Trump calls to, quote-unquote, congratulate him. And then begins to uh, beat on him for um, not opening an investigation into Joe Biden and Joe Biden's son that he says is about, um, is about criminal activity in the Ukraine. And, and also at the same time is talking to him about the $250 million in military aid that, uh, that Congress has appropriated for the Ukraine. So this is money that was supposed to go to Ukraine. And go to Ukraine to fight the Russians. The Russians are actively attempting to destabilize Ukraine through a Russian partisan um, group of, you know, paid paid soldiers. And many of them are Russian Russian soldiers operating undercover. Some of them are mercenaries, uh, but they are attempting to, de to destabilize Ukraine to keep it from becoming more Western, more democratic, and more aligned with the uh, the great states of Western Europe. So Trump's telling him about this money, and he's telling him about this um, 
this thing he wants done, this this job he wants done, which is for Ukraine to open an investigation into Joe Biden and Joe Biden's son for some kind of criminal behavior. So what I've been hearing is that he bribed Ukraine. But this doesn't sound like he's bribing them. No, he's extorting them. He's saying, if you do this thing for me, I'll give you the $250 million that you need to fight the Russians. That Congress has already approved. That Congress has already allocated. Now, uh, the day after this call, uh, it didn't go so well. It was announced that uh, that those uh, that money would not be transferred. It was on hold from the White House. And um, that it would not be going to the Ukraine until we don't know when or why. It was never announced why or when. Hmm. Um, so, and, and the Ukraine produced a readout of the meeting that said they talked about the money um, and they talked about other matters that they had disagreements about, which is, of course, this decision to phony up a case against Joe Biden. And they were appropriately vague about that. They're trying to create an investigation into right. Biden's son, Joe Biden's and Biden. son. And Biden, both and of them. Biden. Yeah, they want to say that, you know, because Joe Biden was a, a representative among many international representatives that went to that country to get this one prosecutor fired because he wasn't prosecuting anybody and hasn't, hadn't prosecuted anybody in the previous five years, that that was somehow to help his son, who was a board member, not an operating member, just guy who sat on the board of one of the companies in Ukraine. Now, this is kind of similar to what they did with the, Clinton Foundation and Hillary Clinton. They turned the Clinton Foundation, which is a noble organization uh, with, le with legitimate books that has made great strides in fighting AIDS into, you know, something that the Clintons were using to dip out of their pocketbook, dip the pocketbook. None of that was true, of course. Mm. So anyway, back to this story. Okay. We fast forward three days after this call. And uh, curiously, and without a real explanation, uh, the acting the director of national intelligence, Dan Coates, resigns. He just resigns with it was unexpected resignation. Uh, he was everybody thought he was doing a good job. Nobody knew why he resigned. And he also, a few days later, insisted that his assistant resign as well, which she did. So this is just immediately after. Three the days. Trump phone call, two days after yeah. the Trump phone call well, to Ukraine. Well, there, so far, there was the Trump, the Trump uh, call to the Ukrainian president. There was the decision announced the next day to withhold the $250 million in funds. Mm -hmm. And then two days later, Dan Coates resigned and his assistant, the assistant um, director of national intelligence at Dan Coates' behest, uh, he actually walked into a meeting and told her she had to resign and took her out of the meeting. What's up? And she subsequently What's up resigned. What? Why? Well, I think he was trying to protect her. I think he was trying to protect her um, from being involved in criminal activity or because she was a whistleblower, maybe. But we're not even to the whistleblower part of this story yet. So let's move on. Okay. <laughs> so Dan Coates resigns. Right. Some months go by. During that time, we did not know it, but a whistleblower complaint was filed um, with the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. That whistleblower complaint was looked at by the 
uh, inspector general of the Office of National Intelligence and found to be credible, critical, and uh, dangerous to the safety of the United States. So that, re- that tripped a button that it had to be forwarded to Congress within 10 days. Well, the replacement for Dan Coats decided not to do that. And it was all kept on the hush-hush. You know, Congress was never informed that there was a whistleblower complaint, that it was uh, deemed credible and urgent by the uh, uh, Inspector General of the Directorate of National Intelligence. It was never uh, forwarded to them as was required by law. It says within 10 days they shall forward the complaint to uh, Congress. So they never did that. So some time went by. And then Adam Schiff found out about it. So on September 10th, he sent a letter to the director of national intelligence saying, you better send this over. Well, what do you think happened on December 11th? I mean, September 11th. On September 10th, he sent a letter saying, you better come clean on this. On September 11th, guess what happened? Quietly, the administration approved sending the $250 million to the Ukraine. So hmm. the day after Adam Schiff let them know he found out they were hiding a complaint, they tried to negate it by releasing the money. That's wow. what I think. That's my opinion about what happened. They were trying okay. to cover up. They were trying to make it into a non-issue. And that, of course, hasn't happened. The issue is that they're withholding the information um, in a way that's against the law. So here we are now. And... It's really an interesting story. This is fascinating. It's it's, but it's a little complicated. So right. you know this this is for people who like getting into the weeds with things. But <laughs> you know, Stick with remember <laughs> when Watergate broke? Yes. You know, all of that was so crazy, and you know, like because like every day there was one or two more things. And so right. this is sounding like that. This is a drip, drip story. This is a drip, drip story. All these things have, you know, um, come together. And I had to dig deep to find out that the funds were released the next day after Schiff's letter. That's really the smoking gun. This feels huge. Yeah. And it it is huge because it's a clear violation of the law. It's a clear violation. You know, it's collusion with a foreign country to try and harm Trump's opponent. Now, this is something he did in 2016. And Mueller said there wasn't proof that he knew it was wrong to do it. Well, he can't say that now. And then later on, he said, well, of course, I would take information from another country. But now this goes to another <laughs> level. He has basically extorted another country into creating a, a, a criminal investigation for no crime. That's what he's trying to do. And that, and that was what the whole purpose of this was. And, you know, it's really being misreported all over the news. All over the news, they're saying he asked Ukraine to dig up dirt on uh, Joe Biden and his son, Hunter. And that's not the case at all. He didn't ask them to dig up dirt. All he wants them to do is start an investigation so that he can create dirt out of his mouth. And we're already seeing them trying to do that. Now that they've been caught, they're just going forward like they were doing something patriotic to uncover this criminal activity. Mike Pompeo uh, said yesterday that, uh, well, they can't just let it go because, you know, we can't have people like Biden, Joe Biden, interfering in our 2020 election. (laughs) That's what they're saying. Wow. So this is the, I'm rubber and you're glue. I know you are, but what am I? Uh, Defense. 
and this is typical of Trump. It, Trump really, if he thinks of a way to cheat, he's also thought of a way to lie about somebody else. <laughs> and, it, and it may be that he thinks because mm. he figured it out, everybody figured it out and everybody's cheating, but it's more likely he wants to take, take the, the air out of his cheating scandal. So he's creating an investigation having pressured Ukraine into creating an investigation into Joe Biden's son so that he and Joe can Biden. use that and Joe Biden to say that. So he just keeps making all this stuff up so that he can say, look, we're right. so concerned about the the protecting our our uh, democracy, and and we're gonna you know even even Joe Biden and his son are being investigated, right? Which which is all baloney. This is all made up stuff. The the pretense of the investigation that he wants to happen in Ukraine is merely a plate that he can lay all of his BS on. All right. He wants to say, well, there's an investigation in Ukraine and they're investigating all this and this and this and this. And he knows that the you know president of Ukraine will not contradict him. Mm -hmm. um, and that's his goal. His goal is to have a vessel for funneling his scandals into a thing that seems legitimate. But there is no scandal there. There's no scandal with Hunter Biden, who merely sat on a board of a company that, you know, was investigated for a while and not charged with anything. Mm -hmm. um, Hunter Biden, there's nobody in Ukraine that says that uh, Hunter Biden was involved in any wrongdoing. And there's nobody, no Ukraine expert that says Joe Biden was involved in any wrongdoing. This is all totally made up by Donald Trump, or maybe some person at Breitbart or something. I don't know who originally made it up. As a um, way to influence the 2020 election. As a way to influence the 2020 election. So Trump is trying, attempting to suborn collusion with a foreign government so that he can weaken the person he thinks will be his opponent, who I personally don't think will be his opponent, but that's, you know, that's another show. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what he's attempting to do. He's attempting to create a false narrative now by holding another company's money hostage mm -hmm. and making them do something that they don't want to do so that he can create this false narrative that he can use to prevent Joe Biden from beating him fairly. What does that tell you? The guy knows he needs to lie to win. He knows he needs to cheat to win. And he says, damn it, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to lie, cheat. I'm ready to suborn collusion from a foreign country. I'm ready to make up things because I know I can't win fairly because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we can impeach him, right? Yeah, well, yes. Uh, <laughs> now we can impeach him. This is a clear-cut yes. example of criminal activity of the kind that he participated in in 2016 that he just played dumb on. But this is a clear-cut example of him actually doing it, the doing the things that the Mueller report could not prove. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, we can impeach him. And in fact, the impeachment drums are beating right now. They're beating among pundits. They're beating among, among members of the House of Representatives. They're beating among Democratic senators. So um, let me and ask. the Republicans are surprisingly quiet about coming to Trump's defense on this. A few have. Really? A few have, uh, but very few. You know, they're the typical players that you'd expect to be the first ones to try and defend Trump. And then there's this right. Rudy Giuliani thing. Rudy Giuliani... 
I don't know why anybody thinks this guy's a good advocate. He went on CNN and he denied that he had spoke to, and this is another thing, Trump sent him over there to do this. He denied that he spoke to the Ukrainian government about (laughs) Joe Biden. And in the same interview, he acknowledged that he spoke to the Ukrainian government about Joe Biden. So within the course of what might be a sip of coffee to you, he said one thing and then he said the opposite thing. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. Of course I did. Then he said, he said, of course I did, you know, and then continued to try and promote this narrative of Joe Biden being a crook. <laughs> All right. But so we, we've been having before we knew anything about this Ukraine thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been having the discussion about trying to impeach Donald Trump and right. it has gone nowhere nowhere. Why do we expect now anything will be any different? Well, I don't think anything's any different with Nancy Pelosi. I think she may still want to avoid impeachment for political reasons, uh, which is, I find really sad. I mean, I find really sad that we keep coming to this point where it's time to impeach. And she keeps saying, oh yeah, I'm kind of there, but we first, we have to go through this long investigative process which is really, frankly, Nancy, this is BS. You're BSing us. <laughs> You're so BSing us she because do, you don't want to do it. Why is she doing this? Well, I think she's doing it because her strength is in uh, political maneuvering. But she apparently has a pretty well a weakness in taking care of the, the responsibilities of the oath of office which are to protect and defend the United States from all enemies, uh, foreign and domestic. Now, you cannot say that Donald Trump is not an enemy of the United States. Oh, he's clearly Simply can't make that case. an enemy. Yes, he's clearly an enemy of the United States. So, Nancy, for political reasons, she thinks uh, it will hurt the Democrats to impeach him. I don't actually agree with that, and I'll tell you why in a second. But for political reasons, she has decided not to impeach. Now, What's changed, though, that something changed in the equation this week, which is that we're expecting an announcement later on today, uh, it may have actually already happened, from moderate Democrats who have been fighting impeachment because they think that will keep them from getting reelected in their state. And several of them are going to come out for impeachment today. So it's the, you know, the, the risk to the country has outweighed their political risk in their mind. And if that happens... If Nancy Pelosi and, and uh, Steny Hoyer are standing alone, I don't see how they can stand up against the caucus. The caucus is loud. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez went on the attack today and said, you know, the shame in this country, I'm paraphrasing, the shame in this country isn't the Republicans. It's that the Democrats aren't doing anything about it. Uh, that's right. a direct attack on Nancy Pelosi. Now, she was pretty neutered from doing that by her last experience, but she's not, you know, she's standing up now for the, the oath they took, mm-hmm. I think. So what do we think is going to happen next? What are we looking for? What's the big shoe that we expect to drop? Well, um, the DNI was supposed to testify. DNI. And his, the director of national intelligence was supposed to testify um, in a couple of days. And his mm-hmm. lawyer announced that, he just can't appear on such short notice to his scheduled really? appointment. <laughs> to his, his scheduled appointment. He's got to right? get his stories He's together. a very important guy. He can't appear on such short notice, you know? Of course. Of course not. Um, 
And all the meantime, getting back to your story, we have Trump at New York, you know, wasn't supposed to attend the climate talks today, dropped in for 10 minutes, played with a paperclip, was obviously bored at not being the center of attention. After 10 minutes, he left. So he's not even doing anything. he can only do harm. Right. He's not even doing anything to fix the climate. The guy is, is, is useless and harmful. He needs to go. Yeah. And Nancy he, Pelosi, I'm talking to you. The time has come. It's, yeah. You cannot continue to avoid your constitutional responsibility. Your, your party is behind you. Your elected officials are behind you. It's time to, to get serious and get this done. I, I saw this story in the um, what was it the, the Times um, by David Lanhart. He's mm-hmm. a, a great writer, an opinionist, uh, a columnist, and he has written what's it say? Just the facts in forty seconds, and this is so good. <laughs> or forty sentences. This is so good that I I, I just have to read pieces of it. Um, sometimes it's worth stepping back to look at the full picture. He has pressured a foreign leader to interfere in the 2020 American presidential election. He urged a foreign country to intervene in the 2016 presidential election. He divulged classified information to foreign officials. He publicly undermined American intelligence agents while standing next to a hostile foreign autocrat. He hired a national security advisor who he knew had secretly worked as a foreign lobbyist. He encourages foreign leaders to enrich him and his family by staying at his hotels. He genuflects to murderous dictates, and he keeps going on. I have 40 sentences here, and then he ends up with, where'd it go? Um, He has ordered children to be physically separated from their parents, suggested that America is no different or from or better than Vladimir Putin's Russia, has called America a hellhole. He is the president of the United States, and he is a threat to virtually everything that the United States should stand for. And, and you know, I, I don't care if somewhere down the line this causes me harm politically. Nancy Pelosi, for God's sakes, let's do the right thing. Let's do the right yeah, thing. Right. Call for his impeachment. It is time. And I, I think that's the universal view now today, and that's building, that it it's really is time, you mm-hmm. know? Have a trial, right? You know, gather the facts, uh, act as a grand jury, and make an indictment, and see where it goes. Now, here's the problem with Nancy's thinking: she thinks that she's helping the party win elections by not impeaching. But frankly, the party won an election in 2018, and that election was uh, about reigning in Trump. That was the thing they wanted to counterbalance to Trump. But so far, the counterbalance has been um, stymied by Nancy Pelosi. So she's not helping the party. She's not helping electability. She's not helping voter excitement or voter turnout. She's just trying to relive Watergate, frankly. She is making the Democrats look foolish at a time when we cannot afford to waste this right. opportunity to get this guy out of office because right. he's a threat to the United States. She's got to see that. She's got to. Well, and we both say that as people who have been her supporters in the past. We've been a yes. strong supporter, both of us, of Nancy right. Pelosi and her um, political genius. 
but you can't. And, and I, this does not take away from that, but right. she needs to see the writing on the wall. And for some reason she is not, and I'm, I'm tired of second guessing what those reasons might be. Mm-hmm. She needs to do the right thing. We right. are calling on her to do the right thing here. Case closed. Yeah. All right. Sounds like uh, we will keep our eye out on this and, and see what, what happens. And we'll get back to you on Wait What um, with our next show or yeah. whenever we find Nancy, something Nancy, we're else. keeping an eye on you. So you better yeah. step up. It's time to step up to the plate. You should be remembered for stepping up, not for falling That's right. down. That's right. Not for falling back. Right. We'll keep an eye on this. um, And uh, we'll be back with you next time on Wait What? Politics with Zuma and Steel. All right. Bye, Jimmy. Bye, Victoria. Bye, everybody. And don't forget to subscribe, not just listen, but subscribe to our podcasts. Check us out on social media. We'd love to talk with you. And if you have show ideas, send them to tipline at waitwhat.media. Bye again. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for today's show. If you find yourself saying, wait, what? Don't worry. We'll be back next week. Subscribe to Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steel on your favorite podcast app or visit waitwhat.media and try out our quick takes. So here's the thing. Commentary from Victoria Steele and the Zop topical explainers from Jimmy Zuma. I'm Monica Price.